Hello everybody and welcome to the NHA show. I am Nolan Hawkeye Anthony and your fearless leader for all things Iowa Hawkeye sports. How are you guys doing? I hope everything is well. We are here to talk of course about the Hawkeyes. How about those Hawkeyes? How about the fact that the Hawkeye basketball team is ranked in the top 25 again? I can't wait for baseball to start. The wrestling team has as good a chance as anybody, seriously. I know Penn State is the heavy favorite, and they should be. But the University of Iowa has as good a chance as anybody when you look at Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa to win a national championship. In every weight class besides 174... Somebody ranked in the top 25, and in most cases, in most classes, high top 25. So I think the Hawkeyes wrestling team is in really good position. And on top of that, where the Hawkeye wrestling team has struggled and Penn State has gained ground is not being able to have wrestlers above 174 and including 174. So 174 and above be able to do extremely well at the NCAAs. That's where Penn State is able to make their money. They're able to get one or two guys that are below 174 to do well at the NCAAs. And then in the heavier weight classes, they're able to surge past everybody. Iowa now is knocking at the door at those positions. They got some good wrestlers. And I and I feel very, very confident and good about where the Hawkeyes are at and how they're wrestling. I mean, some of the guys are wrestling with some tenacity. And even, you know, Mitch Bowman, and I'm not going to talk wrestling the entire time, but I don't give it the attention it deserves. Mitch Bowman, you know, this guy has been around and he's he's long and he wrestles hard. He may not be the most technically gifted or, or anything of that nature, but he wrestles hard, and it would not surprise me at all to see a guy like that wrestle himself into an All-American performance. By the way, guys, this video is... I got to do my advertisements, of course, and this video is brought to you by Speed Pro Imaging. Visit Speed Pro Imaging for all your graphic designs and more based out of Iowa. Also, we got a brand new one. This one is loosely affiliated with 247hawkeye.com. That's 247hawkeye.com where we're trying to raise $5,000. This new one is fantastic. It's Iowa Trout Fishing. This is a nonprofit organization. Again, that's Iowa Trout Fishing. You can go and share your trout pictures, your lovely, lovely trout pictures, your passion by sharing those pictures where you can find them by typing in Iowa Trout Fishing on Facebook. It's spelled exactly how it sounds Iowa Trout Fishing on Facebook. And share your trout pictures. And and I encourage you to share your, your passion through 
that avenue. Okay, getting back to the gem of everything, Hawkeye Sports. There's some news that happened the other day. TJ Hawkinson decided to leave. And I had received some information that told me he was going to leave. So I was 99.9% sure he was leaving. And I said on the NHA show that he was going to leave. Uh, th- that was my guess. But there were some good theories that some that some of you Hawkeye fans had that started to make it from 99.9 to 80 to 70. And by the time it was all said and done, before he had actually said that he was leaving, I was probably 70%. I went from 99.9 to 70% that he was going to leave. And, you know, one of the uh, best cases I had was why would he play in the bowl game if he's a possible first or second round draft pick due to Noah Fant not playing in the Outback Bowl for the Hawkeyes. And that that was a good theory. Uh, We wished TJ Hawkinson the best. I believe that he could have stuck around for one more year and uh, played himself into a solidified first round draft pick. I don't know how he's going to test at the combine. Although Iowa players tend to test much higher because of Chris Doyle, much higher than we think they're going to test. Like Riley McCarron running a four, uh, uh, what, I believe it was a high 4-3 or a low 4-4, whatever it was. You know, Tavon Smith running a a 4-3. You know, we heard a lot about Noah Fant because there's a lot of fascination with Noah Fant. You know, it was kind of like the Brandon Sheriff thing with his hang clean and how much he could squat. And because, you know, he was a preseason first-round consensus individual now is Noah Fant still a first round consensus no he's not this is a very heavy defensive class that's why I think both could have guaranteed themselves to make it in the first round of the NFL draft if they would have decided to stay especially TJ Hawkinson but again I don't know how TJ Hawkinson is going to to test at the NFL Combine. Is he going to test out? Is he going to ball out? I don't know. Is he going to do worse than what he probably should have done? Who knows? But here is the bottom line. There's two things that I want to say with this. If he does average at the NFL Combine, that is going to put him 100% between the second and the third round. If he does very well, I think that positions himself to do to potentially get into the back end of the first round. If he does poorly, I can see TJ Hawkinson dropping as far as the third or fourth round because some teams just get absolutely nulled to sleep by athleticism 
and they choose athleticism over what they see with their eyes on the football field. I always say this on the NHA show, trust your eyes. Always trust your eyes. If your eyes are telling you something like somebody's a good football player, they're a good football player. Uh, now, I understand some of you guys are going to say, well, Nolan, you're a hater. You know, why are you saying that he may go in the third or fourth round? He's a Hawkeye, for gosh sakes. And I agree with you, for gosh sakes. He is a Hawkeye. But I am always honest, and I give my opinion based off of facts and the empirical data that we have at our disposal. And the real reason why I'm saying this is if you guys don't know this, there is a considerable drop-off from the amount of money a first-rounder makes and the amount of money a second-rounder or third-rounder or fourth-rounder makes. Ask Anthony Hitchens. Ask Christian Kirksey. Ask Brandon Sheriff. They all know this. You know, Brandon Sheriff got taken in the first round. Look at the money he's making. Anthony Hitchens, he had to wait until his second contract with the Chiefs to make his money. I'm not even sure if Christian Kirksey is on his second contract yet. But they make considerably less for a reason. Because the NFL has a cap. And this allows the the NFL or NFL teams to, in other words, be rewarded for drafting well outside of the first round. I love it, by the way, that I get to watch the Ohio State-Iowa basketball game over again before work here in the morning while I'm doing the podcast. BTN, if you don't have it, and I'm not even required by BTN. I don't get any compensation by BTN to even do this, but if you don't have that channel or BTN Plus, you're missing out because if you get it, you get everything. And it's worth me giving 20 seconds to say that. So that is that with TJ Hawkinson. Moving on, a lot of, a lot of you guys, I've gotten a lot of questions surrounding 247hawkeye.com. I am not the creator of 247hawkeye.com. That is somebody else. And that individual asked me if I could put my content or if I would put my content on the website. And I said, yes. So my content is on there as well as some of my articles. But this article, I did not write. Most of the articles are written by the creator of this site. And again, we're trying to raise $5,000 for the UI Children's Hospital. That's why I brought up 247hawkeye.com. And we're going to get there. But I love this article. The article was the real five questions facing the Hawkeyes going into 2019. And the reason why I love it so much is because while... I enjoy most of the Hawk Central articles. I don't know where journalism has gone with the the the, the scare tactics, the anonymous quotes. I mean, that is plagiarism. Did you guys not know that, you journalists? But anyways, the Iowa Hawkeyes and the real five questions that are facing them 
and the art the article that was written by Hawk Central was based loosely off of TJ Hawkinson deciding to enter the NFL draft and it was basically a scare tactic to all Hawkeye fans so that later in the year that's a story that Hawk Central can go back to because they know that you guys will be invested by the number of clicks you guys gave to Hawk Central for that particular story. Nonetheless, that the actual correct article by 247hawkeye.com, the real five questions facing the Hawkeyes, the first one was, will Nate Stanley take the next step necessary for him and the Hawkeyes to get to where they haven't been since 2015, which is Indianapolis. And in my opinion, this is going to be, from top to bottom, the most talented roster the Hawkeyes have had. This new recruiting rule, the early signing period, has really helped the Hawkeyes. It hasn't helped them get necessarily more four stars or anything like that, but it has helped them get more solid players you know, more high three-star guys and stuff like that. Just real solid guys from top to bottom. And it's helped them in that way. But the first one was, will Nate Stanley take the next step? And I love it. You know, Nate Stanley statistically has balled out. If, If he would have left early this year, in my opinion he would have been a top two-round NFL draft pick because of the quarterbacks that decided not to come out and what Nate Stanley presents as a a NFL prospect. He's 6'5", 250, guys. And a lot of guys see him, or a lot of people see him as a Big Ben prototype where he has a big arm, he can stay on his feet, it's hard to get him to the ground because of how big he is, and it's very accurate. And guys, he threw for more yards this season. His completion percentage went up. His And that was with him having a bum thumb. That was with him playing tight the first three games because of the expectations that were mounted on him and he and he still was able to get 26 touchdown passes which is incredible for the second straight year 26 touchdown passes phenomenal so will Nate Stanley take the next step necessary for the Iowa Hawkeyes the second thing was how far can Brian Ferentz take the offense and I love this it goes on to say the Iowa offense if it had some of the natural athletes as say, a Penn State, the offense would average 40-plus points a game. And it's correct. And the and the the thinking behind it is that the Hawkeyes run a Patriots, Patriot-esque offense where there's two things, two, two main factors. Number one, the Iowa Hawkeyes are running an offense that is different from what everybody else is running in the league, which is what the Patriots are doing. The Patriots are running a completely different offense from anybody in the NFL. 
And so that puts opposing defenses on their heels because they're not used to playing an offense like the Iowa Hawkeyes. And by the way, did you guys know that the Hawkeyes averaged 31.2 points per game, which was the most points average for a Hawkeye team since Brad Banks and the 2002 offense? I digress. Iowa and Brian Ferentz, and reason number two would be they will never, ever, ever have the athletes that the natural athletes at Penn State or Ohio State or even a Michigan gets. And so what they do is they rely, yes, they rely on the tight ends, but it's not solely relied upon on the tight ends. It just happened to be that the Hawkeyes had two All-American tight ends or two All-American caliber tight ends, I might add. The Hawkeyes use their running backs in two ways. One, they use smaller running backs that can get out in space, like at Akram Wadley. Akram Wadley really opened Brian Farron's eyes and what the Hawkeyes can do with their running backs. And the reason why it's easier for the Hawkeyes to use their running backs is because the Hawkeyes, although they nearly landed uh, David Bell out of Indianapolis this year, it's hard for them to land those high natural wide receivers that are crazy athletic. It's hard for them to do so. And I'm not saying ISM or Brandon Smith are not freakishly athletic because they are. I'm saying natural athletes. And what I mean by natural athletes are guys that come out and are already smooth coming out of high school, have a high football IQ, and it doesn't take them until their third year, hopefully, like ISM and Brandon Smith, to to for them to get it. They use their running backs. Their the small smaller running backs that can that can go and get yards on the ground, but also you got you can use them in the screen game, in the passing game where they're actually running routes, uh, in dump it off to them, whatever. You can use them in a bunch of different ways, and it really helps and makes the offense and the playbook open up tremendously. Why do you think they signed Tyler Goodson? You know, look look at their running backs right now versus, compared to the Patriots. The Patriots have Rex Burkhead and James White. Comparatively, the Hawkeyes have Ivory Kelly Martin, Makai Sargent, Tyler Goodson, and Shadrick, uh, it's either Beard or Bird. Is Makai Sargent, Tyler Goodson, or Shadrick Beard, or IKM, Rex Burkhead, or James White? No, they're not. But there's a lot of similarity between what they're doing. And the Patriots have Sony Michelle, a.k.a. Torin Young and Henry Guile. So this offense is so much like the Patriots. And going down... You know, the Patriots started the slot receiver position and the importance of the slot receiver 
And so Riley McCarron is still on the Patriots. But of course, the Patriots have uh, Julian Edelman. Nick Easley just left. And I think Nick Easley has a future in the NFL. That's my opinion. And you look at some of the wide receivers that the Hawkeyes signed. And you have Tyrone Tracy, who I don't know if he's a outside outside guy like a, a, a you know a Brandon Smith outside guy or a, a Amir Smith Marset outside guy or if he is strictly a slot guy I don't know yet but you also have Max Cooper and Nico uh, Rajiani and so what will Brian Ferentz do as an encore from you know him progressing from year one to year two what are they going to be able to do in year three number three which already talked about them will brandon smith and ism make that leap and he goes on to write they have the physical attributes to be stars and even play on sundays and i agree with that if when brandon smith was not making sports center top 10 catches he was also blocking well He's he's just getting it. Guys, he went from 10 yards to 361 from his freshman year to his sophomore year. That is a huge different difference. And, you know, if you have listened to Kevontae Martin Manley on this show and the NHA Facebook Live show on numerous occasions... He said that they have the ability to be stars and to play on Sundays. And so what are they going to do now that the tight ends are gone and it's going to be a natural progression that this offense will look to them more in the playbook and their play calling due to the production that left at tight end. I am not saying at all that we're not going to see the tight end position not be what it should be. I believe it it will. Uh, a matter of fact, in this article, which I didn't mention, he says, you know, Iowa fans were nervous when Henry Craiger Coble graduated. Then guess what happened? George happened. George Kittle. Have you heard of George Kittle? And then after George Kittle left, what happened? TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. People were nervous about them. So the Hawkeyes have a lot of options there. But Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Marset are both going into their junior years after starting for two years. And it's just a natural progression that they are going to have to do more. And I'm excited more, and this is just a personal preference, for Amir Smith-Marset. And here's why. The guy won the Rogers Dwight Big Ten Return Specialist of the Year Award, which is fantastic. He was an all-Big Ten kickoff returner. He went from 187 yards to 361 yards in year two. I think this kid has the ability to refine his route running and be an Antonio Brown-type wide receiver. You know, he's six foot, six one. He's slippery. He's very, very fluid when he runs. It's fantastic. I'm just I'm looking for both of them to hopefully, if they can both get to 500 yards, 
the Hawkeyes will be just fine right there because I feel confident that the Hawkeyes will be able to get the yards necessary for for Nate Stanley to reach 3,000 yards passing if the wide receivers, which I'm talking just about Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Marset, I'm not even including Tyrone Tracy, Max Cooper, or Nico Raggiani, both, if Brandon Smith and ISM can both get to 500 yards, they will. this Iowa offense will be humming. Can they get to 33 points or 35-point average for a season? Number four, who's going to fill the star position? Or will there even be a star position? And in my... And I agree with it. Agree with this a hundred percent. This is why I love this article. It's a more pressing question than the tight end question because guys, they are going. The Iowa program is going to replace the tight ends. That's not the question. A better question is: Will the Hawkeyes figure out what they're going to do at the star position so they don't? lose games to teams that they shouldn't like Northwestern, like Purdue, and like Nebraska. I'm sorry, guys. I could talk about this in a separate show, but I'll just say this right now. Nebraska and their program and where Iowa's program is, they're light years away. Iowa has had 40 years of great football. Nebraska has had in the past 40 years, you know, in the late 90s, yeah, they were good, perhaps great, but since the 2000s, guys, and we're in the 2000s, if you haven't noticed, they have struggled. So Iowa cannot drop those games anymore. And in order to do so against these type of spread offenses, they need to figure out what they're going to do with that position are they going to put a more athletic linebacker out there like what they had with uh, Ben Neiman can Nick Neiman take that step or will Justin uh, will uh, Justin Jensen come in and really take that position to be his own Guys, in the All-American game, he was the leading tackler. The Hawkeyes had a huge steal when they were able to sign Justin, or it's Justin Jacobs, excuse me. Justin Jacobs, and Ohio State was not able to keep him home. Why Ohio State missed that, I don't know. They did. And the only reason why Ohio State came back to Justin Jacobs was because they missed out on a couple other four stars. And that's when you know that you're being a little too uh, greedy when you don't sign the, the, the real talent in your state, all the real talent in your state, and you decide to go for talent in other states just because you can. Anyways, I dig- digress. So who will fill that position? Will it be those two linebackers? Will it be DJ Johnson, who we heard about? Or will it be, I think it's going to be Riley Moss. I think Riley Moss is primed for that position because he was able to get playing time on both 
special teams and uh, at an actual cornerback position. So he has the coverage skills, and believe me, he has the body type to put on some pounds. So, but they may also like him at safety. So I don't know, but I like him at that star position because at, at that position you got to be willing to tackle. Now, what that means for DJ Johnson, I, if if Riley Moss starts, that may mean that he's the fourth cornerback and and he is only going to play if somebody gets injured or Riley Moss doesn't do as well as he should. Uh, but I think Riley Moss, that's his position to lose. Either that position or safety, I think we're going to see Riley Moss in the starting lineup somewhere. And I love it when he said, I bet Josh Turner wishes he wouldn't have prematurely departed. Because honestly, he was, his body type was perfect for that position. It's it's fantastic, I got to tell you, watching the Iowa-Ohio State game again uh, while I'm doing this podcast. The, the last and final question was, will the offensive line make the push needed to take this team to Indy? And this is the most important one of all of them. Even though he says number four is with the star position. Quite frankly, and I've said this over and over and over again on the NHA uh, Facebook Live show. The real reason the Hawkeyes didn't make it to Indy is not because of Nate Stanley. It's because the offensive line was not able to take this team to Indy. You go back to 2015, yes, C.J. Beathard was great, but it was the O-line that got them there. The O-line was able to do things, you know, relieve stress by getting at least four or five yards and put the Hawkeyes in a third and manageable every time they got to third down or, you know, take games away from team uh, uh, teams because they were able to take the clock away. You know, things like that was what made that 2015 team great. And that's what this team is missing. The other thing that this team is missing that the 2015 team had is providing those massive holes for Hawkeyes, Hawkeye running backs to get through where the Hawkeyes can have a quick strike and be up seven nothing, and then fourteen nothing, and because when you can run on a team, it really puts the foot your foot on their throat and makes the game seem like it's over in a hurry. Because there's nothing, in my opinion, a long touchdown run is much more get. Uh, it's much more prominent in what it does to the opposing team than a long passing touchdown. And the Hawkeyes have the capability to do this this season. Alaric Jackson and Tristan Wirfs are both going into their junior years. Both of them are going to be future first rounders. I don't know if it's going to be in their junior campaigns or excuse me, after their junior campaigns or in their senior campaigns. I don't know, but you have 
Cole Croston, who is just a sophomore last year. He's also very young and very talented. You have the Paulson Twins, who have been there for a long, long time. And on top of that, you have two classes in a row of fantastic recruiting along the offensive line. And, you know, I've seen some articles that have said, you know, maybe Ezra Miller will be able to get some snaps here and there and potentially start as a freshman at one of the guard positions. I don't see it. I see him redshirting because, quite frankly, I see more talented guys ahead of him that redshirted this this past year. And I know a lot of people think that Tyler Lindebaum is going to be the center no doubt about it, uh, but that's not a for sure thing. I can with 100% see Cole Croston starting at center, one of the Paulson twins starting at guard, and there being a battle for the other guard position and really cementing this Hawkeye lineup. And I can also see Jeffrey Jenkins, who no one is talking about, but was a four-star guy out of Prairie Ridge who came in with Samson Evans, who, going back to number three, Samson Evans, you guys are going to hear his name next year. I guarantee it. I'm telling you guys this right now. This guy caught Kirk Ferentz's eye for a reason. Kirk Ferentz knows this kid is a fantastic football player. Jeffrey Jenkins was, you know, just a guy that came along with along with a package uh, I can see him he was a former I mean the guy was rated as a, a top 100 guy by 24/7 at the guard position I I can see him at 64 either moving to one of the guard spots or uh, you know after spending one year red shirting with uh, coach Doyle, he was rated. He he got a 92 grade by 24/7 Sports and was the eighth rated guard. That's incredible, um, you know. But I can also see, quite frankly, you know, a a Jack Plum, excuse me, a Cody Ince, uh come in there and cement himself at a guard position even though he's 6'6 and more of an offensive tackle uh the Hawkeyes really really recruited well over the past two years and have put themselves in a position to have guys from the last class play on both the offensive offensive line and defensive line so going back to number five and the point that was made Can the Hawkeyes make the push on the ground? The Hawkeyes are great in pass pro. Can the Hawkeyes, it's not whether they can give Nate Stanley time to throw. It's whether they can open those holes for Makai Sargent, Tyler Goodson, Torin Young, Ivory Kelly Martin, and or uh, Shadrick Beard to run through. That's what it's about. Um... To finish this out, you know, I'm not worried. Brandon Simon decided to transfer. I really thought 
that that I mean he was getting talk this past season that he was going to be a part of the the rotation. It didn't happen. I think the reason why it didn't happen is because of how well John, Chauncey Golston played. But Brandon Simon put himself in prime position. But what this tells me is whoever came in to the, in that 2018 class has really pushed themselves past Brandon Simon. And I think that that guy is uh, Wag, uh, John Wagner out of Dowling uh, Catholic High School in West Des Moines. I really think that's who it is. Uh, and if that's who the Hawkeyes have as their second, you know, their, their, their third pass rusher, the Hawkeyes are in fantastic shape because on the inside, I know the Hawkeyes lost Matt Nelson and Matt Nelson has a fantastic chance to get drafted. By the way, guys, the Hawkeyes potentially could have seven guys drafted. I could see realistically seven guys being drafted to the NFL in the first seven rounds. Think about it. You have Amani Hooker, Amani Hooker, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, and Anthony Nelson. Those four by themselves are going to be going. And then I think for sure Ross Reynolds and Keegan Render are going to get drafted. That's six guys right there. And then I think you have a possible seventh in Matt Nelson because I think teams are going to be due to defensive lines becoming more situational. I can see them looking at a Matt Nelson and saying, we can use somebody that's six, eight that can get their paws up and, and also is really good in run defense. We can use a guy like that. And I, I can see seven guys getting drafted uh, by the Hawkeyes. But anyways, to finish this football conversation out and and the you know uh, referencing the article by 247hawkeye.com and once again visit 247hawkeye.com they're trying to raise $5000 for the UI Children's Hospital and it's fantastic does it ha- is it where it's a it's supposed to be no but there's going to be auctions there's going to be some, uh, you know some cool things that are going to hopefully open up your hearts into uh you know given one two two twenty dollars doesn't it does not matter uh towards getting to that five thousand dollar mark um by the way i'm excited possibly to see calvin lockett who redshirted last year at a lar out of largo florida uh, coached by a former Iowa Hawkeye. Um, I'm excited to see if he can be that third wide receiver on the outside that the Hawkeyes go to. Uh, to finish this up, we're going to uh, go right into football, basketball. Iowa has a chance to finish, not finish, to get on a five-game win streak in the Big Ten and it's not that much of a stretch. The Big Ten, every game is difficult. However, they had they've they're going to have a good amount of rest in between when they played Ohio State 
and when they're playing Penn State, Penn State is a bottom feeder, and then they play Illinois. I do see Tyler Cook being able to go for that game. He's had ample rest, and, uh, you know, uh, there's some guys, and I hope that this doesn't sound bad, but this is, I played Division One sports. There's some guys who, because they're super, super talented, when you know something weird happens, like an like a weird fall or you know a tweak of an ankle, it's a little bit of an overreaction at you know the first two minutes, and then when it's all said and done, it really isn't as bad as was originally thought. So uh, I hope. You understand what I'm saying there. Uh, really, all I'm saying is there's some guys who overcompensate when they feel that they got injured, and then when they get into the locker room and start getting some treatment, it's not nearly as bad as what was er uh, expected early on. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go to work. Have fun. It's time for me, myself, to go to work. It is 7.50 Pacific time. It is the 15th. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. Please share this podcast and have a good rest of your day. And what will help you guys have a good rest of your day besides visiting 247hawkeye.com is checking out the I'm Schmacked. That's S-H-M-A-C-K-E-D. Schmacked. University of Iowa 2015 YouTube video. Go and check that out. And you guys will be happy that Nolan Hawkeye Anthony told you guys to go check that out. Again, until next time, go Hawks.